Welcome to the Body and Beyond podcast with Alice and Gina. A podcast sparking discussion on all things health, mindset, fitness, goals, and motivation. We strive to help you to boost your confidence, to take the lead in your own life, to back yourself, and to step into your full potential. everyone and welcome to the Body and Beyond podcast. Today we are talking about the power of habits, routines and rituals and this is part one. We're going to have two parts aren't we now? We are. So part two we're going to go into more detail about how you can actually start to implement new habits or if you're someone who wants to adjust habits that you currently have or break down habits that you have as well. We're going to chat more about that in part two but today Gina what are we going to talk about today specifically? So we wanted to recognize today that habits are a massive part of who we are. What many people don't know is that we have the power within us to actually build or break habits to serve our goals and also help us succeed in life and emulate what it is that we truly want as we create our our identity. So it's in our power to move towards what it is that we want and actually shape our identity. Basically, we're not static. We're not stuck the way we are. We do have the power to, to, to shift and change. Yeah, I think that's so important. And one of the biggest, probably first things that you need to remember when we think of habits and rituals, right? Because people often identify themselves or identify a habit as a character flaw. So something that they do as a person that's inherited or um, it's just something a part of who they are when really it's not a character flaw, but it's just simply a design flaw, a design in the way that they have, you know, implemented different routines or habits into their lifestyle. So do you have any examples, Gina, of that well the other thing I wanted to bring up as well is that sometimes it's like you mentioned so this is predominantly um from tiny habits is that right yeah and who's the author of tiny habits uh that's bj fogg yeah okay and so yeah he really really supports the fact that you know it's potentially a design flaw and I wanted to say that it's it's potentially the design flaw of the individual or perhaps something that they've actually inherited from their upbringing. So from their families or the way their families think and the way their families behave. And they've just kind of inherited that as the way things are for them, which is really interesting. So what could be an example? I mean, some people think that, um, you know, their family is big boned as an example, or that they're, they don't exercise or they're not, they're not a very active family, for example, and that's inherited through into their way of being. Exactly. I mean, that's a very uh, probably common one. I think more common than people probably realise is people associating themselves with being overweight and just associating that as a part of who they are and how, you know, that's the person they're going to be for the rest of their life. That's part of who they are. Yeah. And they don't realise... Um, almost so they probably do realize they have the power to actually change that maybe they do realize maybe they don't Um, but I think a lot of the time people do tell themselves that it is a part of who you are which can I think really stop people from succeeding in life in so many different things not just with fitness and health goals but with career goals uh, with relationships as well Um, I think in terms of relationships you often hear people say, this is just who I am or this is just what I do. 
that's just me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess one thing I've always sort of what I've started to realize as I do get a little bit older is you know we are also evolving as people in our personalities and you know working on yourself working on your traits they're all kind of intertwined with daily habits and rituals as well exactly. so um, people Gross. people who associate themselves with being lazy or unfit or someone who doesn't like to exercise is an example um, I was about to say that as well so it's a very static viewpoint someone saying I'm not fit and it's really interesting because when, when someone allows themselves to continue to repeat that, I'm not fit or um, I'm big boned or I'm overweight, they're actually giving themselves permission to stay in that static position. Then they're not seeing it as a process. Like you were mentioning before, like life is a process. Every single component of your life is a process. Um, and I think, yeah, like some people don't realize that or they're yet to realize that potentially later in life, they will realize um, but yeah, it's not static. And if you can, so for everyone listening, if you can, if you catch yourself saying things that make it a static viewpoint that kind of cement you where you are, um, pay attention to that and see if you can start to give yourself more flexibility. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all had, uh, we can all relate, you know, at some point in our lives where you kind of have these thoughts where you just, you know, pin yourself to a certain belief about yourself um, or a certain habit that you have. Um, but I think it's really empowering to remember that you actually have the power and control to, to change it and to evolve. Um, so that's more what we wanted to discuss today, I guess, as well, in general, just um, the power of how we can really change and adapt our habits and routines to create our identity I guess and I might just jump in there exactly like you have the power to evolve or the power to change but the other important point is that you have the power to choose to not and that's okay as well so we're not on here saying everyone needs to evolve and level up and etc like that's it. the other thing is like what's important is that you know that you have the power of choice and then if you choose to stay the same, that's okay as well. But at least it's an empowered decision. It's not, um, this is just the way I am. Exactly. Yeah. I think it comes down to that awareness as well, because that leads into us chatting more about, there are some people who are very aware of their daily habits mm -hmm. or habits in general. They're very aware of rituals and routines that they put in place each day. And then there's people who don't pay attention to it at all and are kind of running on autopilot, right? Yeah. And that's the same for, um, you know, whether you're running on autopilot or whether you do make more conscious uh, decisions around implementing habits and routine in your lifestyle. Um, it's more about, I guess, being aware of habits, routines and rituals and whether you want to change something or not, whether you're just aware that you do something, it's your choice as to whether you want to change it or not. And we were saying earlier about how, um, and something that I asked on my Instagram story actually just before we started, and that was um, how many people out there are actually conscious of their daily routines and habits and are they consciously trying to change or evolve or, you know, shape their daily routine or habit in any way? Or are you someone who kind of runs on autopilot, which like you said, Gina, earlier as well, we all have habits, whether you realize it or not, we all have daily habits. Um, it's just whether you're aware that you're doing them or not. Yeah, so. 
Exactly. I think being aware, though, really does give you a little more power um, in, you know, making change or not making change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And the kind of, a lot of the time, the kind of person who does research into this kind of thing or reads books or, you know, does a bit of self-development um, type uh, type work or read self-development type books they're the kind of people who are consuming this information and are then able to be more aware exactly yeah so I guess what are some of the things that we would need to think about if you're in the boat of wanting to pay more attention to the habits you're doing or wanting to implement something new Um, obviously we're going to go into deeper detail of how to implement habits in part two of the podcast. Um, but maybe we could talk over some of the real basic stuffs when it comes Mm. to implementing new habits. Yeah. So one of the, one of the first important steps and a lot of, a lot of research has shown this, but actually visualizing the process ahead of you in regards to, um, carrying out or actioning the early stages of the habit or what are the steps and stages of performing that habit so a lot of research shows that actually visualizing and walking yourself through the process what are the steps and stages um, so doing that mentally in your mind can actually help you when it comes time to fire and actually perform the habit you've basically already practiced it in your mind so apparently that is a really really powerful shown by a lot of research that that is a powerful way to um, take the first step in actually moving towards that habit or making it part of your your daily routine or your daily way of being well I definitely know a lot about visualization with life and goals right and we hear about it all the time Mm -hmm. especially with people who are extremely successful when it comes to careers or life goals yeah. um, you you know a lot of the time these people do talk a lot about visualization at like on its own right so it only makes sense that if you're wanting to achieve a small goal it doesn't matter how big it is if it's just something tiny that you're trying to implement visualization is definitely something that is science-backed that can help us to achieve and to move forward with the goals so I definitely think that's a an important topic and we can probably do a specific podcast on visualization on its own topic itself as well down the track yeah, so. a really good point and so a really simple example of that could be and like we're thinking you know health and fitness related but say someone really honestly they find it really challenging to get out of bed get ready to go to the gym in the morning this could be a really nice simple example to walk through but say you know you're falling asleep We've got you're going to sleep, you're going to bed that night before. That's the opportunity to then visualize the alarm or, or mentally rehearse the alarm going off, you getting out of bed, turning off the alarm. What happens next? Pull the sheets up, then proceed to go to the toilet, clean your teeth, have a glass of water, put your gym clothes on, do up your shoelaces. You know exactly where your keys are, for example, grab your keys, start the car, drive to the gym. So that was a bit quick, but I'm sure there's different steps and stages between there, but it's really helping the person break down those different components. So you've already mentally rehearsed it. And then in the morning, you just follow through on that mental rehearsal and voila, you have now executed on that, that new habit. 
Do you know what, something else that made me, uh, that I actually utilize a lot, and this comes in with visualization, and that's actually um, visualizing or feeling the feeling of what it feels like. So actually when you are taking yourself through that visualization of achieving whatever, whatever it is that you want to achieve, actually sitting with the feeling of what it feels like now that you've achieved the goal. Mm-hmm. So what does it feel like? Like you, you've woken up every day this week and you've managed to get out of bed, go to the gym and you've crushed your training session. Like, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. And, and being able to sit there and actually feel that feeling um, is also something that personally really helps me. It's something that I do a lot in competition as well. Mm-hmm. So on stage day, imagining how I'm going to feel if I nail this or um, imagining how I feel when I'm going to get to the end of the week and I've lined up all my things, like that feeling of being able to know how you're going to feel to succeed at it is is a real driver for me when it comes to actually lining things up and doing it as well. So, and that's really cool to hear that you that you do that, Al, because that's actually an NLP technique called anchoring. So mm. basically, you are referencing or you're either creating the desired feeling or the desired um, like internal feeling, um, or you can reference a past time where you've experienced that feeling. And then you can basically anchor that, you know, emotional way of feeling to the task at hand, which is super powerful. So, um, yeah, so it's really great for anyone wanting to, with that simple example before, but that feeling someone may have of just being proud of themselves for getting the fuck out of bed (laughs) and actioning what they've been wanting to do for weeks and weeks and weeks and they finally action that and just allow yourself to be proud of that feeling um you may be referencing that from the past and then bringing that to the present moment yeah i think they're two huge huge uh helpers when it comes to goal setting and and achieving goals and habits so Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) the other um the other thing that you mentioned was uh that it's really important to have those little um little opportunities of to feel successful that can really help you wire in new habits it it, exactly um one of the things that stuck with me in the book that i'm reading um tiny habits is the fact that people succeed from feeling good they don't succeed from feeling shit and we were just trying to clarify that earlier as well um when we say that like people don't succeed from feeling shit. It's not so much that uh, initial feeling of, you know, you're sick of feeling a certain way and you really want to improve your lifestyle. That's a different story. We're talking about when you're actually implementing small things into your routine, when you're actually on the role of trying to make change, um, that feeling of success when you do tick something off the box in the morning, it might be literally the smallest thing. Like you got up on the first alarm this morning, like, Mm. that sense of success already is already setting you you up for the day. And that is what is going to keep you going and moving forward and progressing. So uh, that comes back to, I guess, setting tiny goals and goals or habits that are achievable Mm -hmm. that you know you're going to succeed at because that feeling of success is what is going to help you to keep on rolling through and progressing. Yeah, exactly. And something we might go into in part two is exactly what you're saying. Like, what are those little linchpin habits? What's the first catalyst or what's that first 
small uh, aspect or the first domino that needs to fall to give you that feeling of success and start moving you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other thing we wanted to discuss today was, um, like we did mention really briefly before, but you know, if you're trying to set up a new habit, are you able to actually find deep within you what is the emotional connection that you can connect or link to that new habit that you're trying to create so you want to wire that in and that can really help to give you power and momentum when it comes time to executing to execute on the habit so it's not just about making yourself do the habit it's actually you feel internally driven and emotionally connected to perhaps the version of you that you are becoming by executing on that habit yeah. Do you have any examples about yourself, Gina? Well, it's, you do. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. So um, during the last lockdown, and this is, this is probably my own personal experience of consciously, I think it was consciously doing this myself. So during the last lockdown, I, um, like I'm sure a lot of people have been, was in a bit of a rut. And I was in this place where I was, uh, obviously everything is shut down, but we were still kind of busy and there's kind of tedious things that still needed to be done with the business. Um, and I almost had the opportunity. So it was almost like a little bit of self-sabotage where I had the opportunity to uh, step into and execute on some things I'd been wanting to do. However, I found myself procrastinating and um, not not actually executing on those things, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And so um what I actually did was like I almost anyway the the habit that I've now been doing ever since then is having a cold shower for three minutes every single day um and there's only been a few occasions where I haven't executed on it but most days since then I have done I had a really cold shower um but in regards to linking the emotion to that um and I actually also used audio. So I actually used a song. It's actually a Rufus Dussol song called Solace. So I actually linked that, um, that audio or that music to the emotion as well. And, yeah, basically allowed the lyrics as well to, to connect and wire in that emotion to performing the new habit, which was having the cold shower, which has a multitude of different benefits. It does. But, um, Another podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, it was actually um, wiring in the emotion of letting go of that version of myself that was, you know, not, not necessarily procrastinating, that was like holding myself back and starting to step into that new evolved version of myself um, and almost trying to draw that line there. So for me, I have this really strong emotional connection to that song and that ritual of having that cold shower that I don't think can be broken now. There are, there are days where um, I've literally been so busy that I haven't done it, but there's about three days in about six months where that's happened. Like yeah. I've been too preoccupied. So whether I'm at home or whether I'm on holiday or I'm away, it's still something that I value deeply that, to execute on. Um, so that cold shower is basically your prompt to... Uh, switch on basically and for those tasks the grueling tasks that you would normally feel like you're procrastinating on 
Yeah, that, it, that can be used as a tool for that. So it's a state change for sure. Like so you're mm-hmm. right, if I need to change state and, and move into that, then I can. Um, but it was also just like allowing myself to, to stop holding myself back. Yeah. So it's almost like giving myself permission and linking the emotion of that to that that habit and also and I'm sure we'll talk more about identity in the next podcast but also um moving towards the identity of myself that I'm that I want to step into and that I want to create for myself yeah I love that I might start taking some more cold showers now too (laughs) but that's the thing right is like it's um it's funny because it's not necessarily the cold shower it was my it was it was and I'm sure you guys listening and you Al have had different stages of your life where you've been in like a like a moment of change or a moment of being sick of your own shit and like you're ready to like evolve and um that's that's different for so many different people it looks different for everyone but But you've really linked that to you linked that emotion to that 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 habit thing yeah and so what's really cool is that if if someone's finding like stepping into a habit quite challenging what I encourage you to do is really reflect on like what is it that you desire what is it that you want like why do you even want to do this habit or like what will if you execute on this habit and you start to um and that gives you momentum and starts moving you forward towards your true goal what it is that you desire like then identify and really draw on that emotion because that's going to help you help get you through the shit days the days when you're feeling deflated and you know you're not feeling motivated especially you know I think a lot of people like commonly will say I'm not I don't feel motivated at the moment Mm. no but the question is is like you I think I said that to you the other day (laughs) sure and like that's okay because we all have peaks and troughs there's going to be days we're not feeling as motivated but it's your ability, like we were saying at the start of the podcast, to to, to really f- know that that motivation is it's in your power to change your state and 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 take action. And sure, there's going to be days you don't want to, and that's okay, totally okay. But the main the main message is that it is in your power to to change that motivation. Um, oh yeah. The definitely. challenge is, and I feel like sometimes I hear this from a lot of clients, clients in the gym specifically, but if you only do things when you're motivated, like motivation isn't a constant thing, is it? Like you've got to start to build these rituals and habits and almost promises to yourself. And I feel that was part of the ritual I created, but mm-hmm. it's a prom- what's the promise you're making to yourself that's going to keep you going? Like it's not always about being motivated. Yeah, it's actually really interesting you say that about the motivation because that's another, there's another I guess sentence that I actually referred to or that I that I'm thinking of from that tiny habits book and it's actually people think that if they could only find the right motivator that they would be able to do the thing that they should do whatever that thing is which is usually an abstraction this this unfortunately this way of thinking puts the blame squarely on your ability or inability to motivate yourself Instead, people need to focus on the ability and the prompt, not the motivation of doing the prompt. Do you know what I mean? So that comes back to our chat about, you know, people giving themselves this label of I'm just not motivated to do that. It's nothing to do with motivation levels. It's more to do with the prompt and the, 
what do we say that the um the design basically the design of the the habit that you're trying to set up so um that's a really good point that you made with that um feeling unmotivated Mm. I can definitely relate to you know habits and rituals being such a big driver in what I do and I think one of the two of the big things that I've also chat about with my own team members is just the simplicity of having their morning routine and an evening routine Mm -hmm. just some sort of it could be like two steps it could be one step yeah. For me, I have a I have a morning routine, and I just said to Gina before we jumped onto the podcast today, like I failed this morning at my morning routine. I consciously failed at it. I'm not really sure why. I just kind of I got drawn into doing something, which then got you know drawn out longer than I expected, and then I ended up just not having time to then go back and actually tick off that morning routine box. And so for me, if I don't hit that routine and that ritual in the morning, it really does mess me up a little for the day. And that's where I get that little feeling of not being motivated, which is what I would say to you. I just don't feel motivated today. I didn't tick the first box in my day this morning. That's why. (laughs) And that's really, it's really great that you brought it up because what's super crucial is the ability to have flexibility, right? Yeah. So um, we want to try and, and we've mentioned this in multiple podcasts before, but we want to try and avoid that black and white thinking because it's the same thinking where when someone's, you know, on a diet and I'm putting in air quotes in, but say they're on a diet and they're either on or off, or for example, if they're trying to diet and then they have one little thing that's off plan or one slip up or one little chocolate bar, and then they go stuff it. The day's the day is ruined. I'll just do whatever I want. I'll eat whatever I want. So that, that black and white thinking is similar where it can translate across to if I haven't done my morning routine, then therefore it's going to be a shit day or it's going to be a bad day, you know, but it's having that flexibility where, um, you could have maybe just an element of your morning routine, maybe not the whole routine, maybe just one or two things and being okay with that. So flexibility at the end of the day, flexibility is so important to move us towards our ultimate goals because life isn't perfect. We've got to have flexibility. We've got to be, got to be um, able to do that. Exactly. I think one of the biggest things that's really helped me in just probably the last 12 months, even, I mean, wasn't I have moved around a lot, you know, in the last, however, four or five years, four and a half years we've been together, you know, constantly moving countries, moving houses, like, so, you know, I haven't, I've always had this feeling of not quite feeling settled um, in a routine, but what I came to realize over the last however many years is that, um, you know, with my lifestyle and I'm sure so many other people's lifestyles, it's so important to remember that you do sort of need to have that flexibility. And in a sense, I'll now need to create different routines and rituals for whatever day I've got set up for the day ahead. So um, I think too often people think I need to do this at this time every day. And then, you know, they wake up on one day and it's just not going to be practical for them to do it on that day. And like you just accept, like you just said then, and like I did this morning, you kind of set yourself up to feeling like, oh, I failed today because I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when really like that is such a big part of that 
habits and goal setting is being able to implement that flexibility and knowing that you might have different routines for different days um, or if you can't do that first step on a certain day for some reason then you've got to fall back or you've got another route that you then take instead Um, so learning how to do that and have that flexibility is definitely something that's really important something that I'm currently trying to implement more on my own lifestyle really still working on it so and that's the thing as well right and it's almost like what we referred to on the pre-Christmas episode as well but what's what's important about this topic of habits is what you do consistently over time one sliver and you know I referenced the Christmas um the Christmas podcast because you know saying that that one week of the year or that one day of the year where you overindulge was the example is such a speck in of reality like it doesn't matter and you've got all the other days to account for and it's the same when it comes to the morning routine you know there may be you know if you can find something that's sustainable and realistic for you there may be 10 15 days for example out of the year that it just doesn't work I don't know would you say there's more for you Al it might be more it might be 30 days out of the 30 days out of the whole year where it's not perfect like it doesn't matter because all the other days that's what counts yeah exactly yeah it's 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 about what's what's more what's the majority what's more frequent um where's the where's the repetition and where's the where's the consistency the 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 outliers aren't as important yeah exactly yeah well what do you think i think we should leave it there for today yeah and we I think- will continue to elaborate more on part two we thought it was a, a amazing topic and a big topic so we better not try and do it in one episode Yeah, I think what we really wanted to share or chat about today more than anything was just to have people to realise that, one, they have the power, Mm -hmm. um, and two, um, they are not defined by their current habits or their current routines or whatever it is. That's not who you are. It's it's what you're doing. And, of course, what you're doing over time does tend to create the person you're becoming, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so important to remember that we are in control of that. We are in control of who we want to become, what habits we want to do, what goals we want to achieve. Um, And I think the first step towards being able to succeed in creating new habits or growing through whatever it is you want to grow through um, is actually being aware of it and then knowing that you can change it if you want to. And so with that, the question I wanted to ask everyone today is, is, I guess, inviting you to bring awareness to your self-talk or your thinking over the next few days and notice where you take away your power in a situation or you um, give yourself permission to have that static way of thinking, like this is how I am, insert whatever it is. So I just want you to kind of bring awareness to that and it can take all shapes and sizes or form. It can take all sorts of forms for all of us. There's going to be somewhere in the next few days where we kind of, um, yeah, let ourselves be, uh, what am I trying to say, Al? <laughs> uh, I think take you away your own power. Sentence, but... Yeah, what did you say? I just said I think you nailed it in the first sentence. Oh, perfect. But... Okay, cool done beautiful 
Great. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, and stay tuned for part two, where we are actually going to go through the details of how to start implementing your habits. And I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. Gina, we're at episode number 10 already. Can you believe? Oh, yeah. Yes. Exciting. If you are enjoying, guys, don't forget to leave us a review if you get time as well. We would love that. Um, And yeah, tune in and chat to you guys soon. Amazing. See you guys. Bye.